Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish tech news. And now, a word from our sponsor, Agora Pulse. We know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business. Accounts, meetings, the never-ending inbox. That's why we've teamed up with Agora Pulse to give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to www.agorapulse.com forward slash Irish Tech News to get one month free. Now all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. Hello and welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. My name is Melanie Boylan and today I'm here with Elmer Begonovich, the co-founder and COO of A&E Digital Agency. Welcome, Elmer. Thank you, Melanie, so much for having me. It's delighted to have you here. Now, your success is quite well known. Um, you're here today to speak about um, influencer marketing and how you run your business. Do tell us a little bit about um, A&E uh, Digital Agency and how yourself and your sister set up in business, please. Sure. So, yeah, we began, this was actually late 2012 before Facebook pages even existed. <laughs> Um, if you can believe that, the world before Facebook pages. But so, yeah, we began essentially as influencers. Um, we didn't know, um, you know, where where social media at the time was going and, you know, the basically all the different technologies that were going to develop down the road and how social media and influencer marketing would explode for businesses. So essentially, we we started getting approached by clients who we were working um, with as influencers and they said, can you basically replicate your success model that you've achieved on social media? So essentially the following, the engagement, um, you know, with us. So um, what we didn't know at the time, we were basically consenting to becoming a digital agency. So this is how we started. We started, um, you know, social media growing our clients' accounts and then, um, and then essentially expanded into, you know, everything digital from content production so video and photography and then other content formats and then also influencer marketing that obviously exploded so we also went into that route so you have quite a large team then if you're dealing with all those other aspects as well Yes, that's right. So we have, um, you know, we have obviously a business development team, and then we have our, you know, web development team. We're also like ranking, um, that's something that we offer, um, you know, number one on Google. So for, you know, variety of competitive keywords. And so we're able to do that for our clients as well. Um, so that obviously, you know, helps to save a lot in terms of the, you know, PPC. Um, so Google AdWords, essentially, it, you can, Basically, they're supplemented or replaced by, you know, organic search results, which we specialize getting, you know, our clients number one in. And um, yeah, it's um, so business development, our web development, we have social media management team um, and then influencer outreach team. And oh, yeah, a publicist as well. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so quite the team then. So so you were actually doing this before it became a thing. 
Right, right. That's exactly, I think, like I said, I, I don't think at the time, you know, this was again late 2012, anyone knew or even 2013 and 14, you know, how media was going to become. I mean, now we've seen everything, you know, from politics to the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have, you know, influencer marketing sort of permeating into all these different industries and spheres, um, you know, from, from nonprofits to politics to health. Um, so yeah, it just, you know, it exploded and essentially so did our business, especially now as well during the pandemic when, you know, consumers have turned to online shopping. So can literally any um, business at all, you know, build on your influence for their business? Yes, yes. So that's exactly right. It's really across industries. I mean, our clients, they've ranged from, for example, Essilor Luxotica and Essilor specifically specializes in lenses to, you know, you've had your Huawei, so telecom to, you know, beauty like Procter & Gamble's Olay. And it's just, it's really, I think that businesses of all sizes and then also across variety of industries, even in B2B marketing, which has been interesting, you know, they've mm -hmm. found influencer marketing and social media very helpful to them. So can you help people become their own influencer as well as not just, um, you know, working across your brand? Yes, yes, absolutely. So yeah, we can help them uh, become their own influencers. So sort of for, you know, whether you're a, a personal brand, or whether you are, you know, a brand that's, you know, essentially represents, you know, a set of products or, or quality and, and trust, um, we can definitely we do work on branding. And, you know, from catering your your brand persona to content to strategy, and then also growing your following, um, again, depending on, you know, what kind of target demographic you want to address. And the offering, I suppose, it depends on their offering as well. Yes, yes, that's yeah. exactly right. It depends on what, you know, what, what you're trying to sell and, and who you're trying to target. So people can literally come away from this um, being their own influencer. That's, that's really valuable. So... <sighs> I hope, I hope you don't mind me going down to the nitty gritty here, but how much does influencer marketing cost today? Sure. sure. So it really depends. Um, you know, it's sort of, you know, there, there's uh, sort of like shopping for a car, like to use the analogy, you know, you have your, you know, Fords basically kind of the more affordable versions to have your Ferraris. So it depends essentially, you know, when you, when you look at influencers, you look at their following, obviously, you also look at their reputation, because sometimes um, they have a stellar reputation, um, but they may not be as big just because the, you know, the industry that they're addressing is not as large, it's basically a niche um, that they are, you know, focused on. So somebody who, you know, who's focused on a very particular segment of an industry can be a lot more influential and actually a lot more affordable than mm -hmm. somebody who is, you know, a huge influencers, but they're sort of followed just for their notoriety. So, um, yeah, influencer marketing can cost you anywhere if you're doing, you know, just gifting, for example, if it's consumer products and you're just doing gifting. So you'd essentially, you know, have to pay for your PR team who is doing all the coordination with the influencers and then obviously searching for them um, to basically advertising. And so it could, yeah, it could be from something like, you know, $5,000 a month for just PR, if you're doing PR efforts and massively gifting to you know you could obviously go into hundreds of thousands of dollars if you are you know engaging basically celebrity influencers and again it could be even more, more than that depending on the scope of work you know are you doing some sort of exclusive line with them and um and you know copyright 
usage right. So it, it really depends on the scope of work. But it, and essentially, it's, it's there's something for, for business of every size. That's the t- tough part with influencer marketing, though, isn't it? You can gain an awful lot of influence and followers and attraction. But how do you keep that audience engaged? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things, you know, and we often discuss, you know, about this with our clients is that you have to have a very good content strategy. So basically, you know, go when we go back to now, you know, earlier to our conversation about branding. So you have to really understand your own brand, again, whether it's a personal brand, or whether it's a product brand, or service brand. Um, and then, you know, you have to line out, basically like an outline of a strategy and, and stick to that persona. So essentially you become recognizable, right, on social media and people start to follow you for one particular, you know, whether that's health and wellness or whether that is, um, you know, fitness or, 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 you know, or beauty or, you know, another tech industry or if you're a doctor, influencers as well. So, you know, whatever industry that you're representing that you, you know, you, you really think about your content strategy and it's okay to, to mess up. I always say that the point is to begin somewhere and you will, and you should, you know, improve upon your content as you progress and your strategy and your persona. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the point is to begin somewhere. And the point is obviously also to have an, you know, some sort of persona and branding and, and who you are outlined in the beginning. So when you set when you've actually helped somebody set up how quickly or I don't suppose you can promise this actually but how quickly could you help them build up their influence is it months or is it a whole year sort of strategy yeah so it's an ongoing strategy definitely so yeah it, it you know it takes months to form a good following um, and but the great thing is is that you know these followers once you once you earn them they're there you know forever yours if you will and you know so long as again I will go back to that your content strategy so you can't start out for example as you know as as a doctor influencer and then you know go into fashion it just doesn't you can't you know start giving health advice and then go into another so you kind of have to stick to the you know the area you can expand on that area but still make it applicable to your early followers um but yes it takes you know i don't think there's anything such as you know overnight success to to build you know a brand but um, it, 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 I think it's you, you see the results when we start working, you know, with a brand, you see the results right away because you see the followers, you see the comments and the engagement um, and then, you know, obviously builds from there. Is there anything, you know, is the, the comment there's no such thing as bad PR? Is that true? <laughs> um, I think, you know, it, in terms of depends what, you know, what you if you're maybe a personal brand, um, that could be the case. But in terms of product or service, you obviously don't want your reputation tainted. So people stop purchasing your products or using your services. So you want to maintain, obviously, you know, a, a reputation. And if they are, you know, if they are basically, you know, complaints or concerns that, you know, social media is great in that aspect. It's not a one-way conversation um, that you can address all the time, the concerns, um, you know, of your followers and of the basically feedback that, you know, your audience is giving you. Yeah, um, that's a good answer. What I had in mind, actually, is there can be scammers out there that will make claims just to, you know, besmirch the brand I mean how do you as as an influencer how do you deal with somebody who makes those claims because you can't outright call them out can you Mm. 
Yeah. So if, you know, you're talking about if someone in the comment section makes uh, claims about uh, a brand. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, yeah, they can, it, it can be a, it can be a good thing as well, because again, you're able to, as a brand respond, and then you're also able to have other people weigh in on it. So you'll literally see if you, you know, if you scroll down or you, you click on, for example, on Instagram on replies, you'll see people going back and forth and they will actually call the others um, on the, you know, on the false claim. So in, in that sense, it, it's pretty good. Um, you know, I think social media that it can be self-policing in mm-hmm. the sense that, um, you know, the, the other audience can, can counter what they are saying. So if there's, you know, if, if there's one basically outlier of a comment, it, it kind of corrects itself because people who are looking at that, they look at, you know, the overall basically tone um, beneath the post and what the overall sentiment. So if, you know, if obviously every single, you know, one of the comments says the same thing that you as a brand should be, you know, concerned um, and, and, you know, <laughs> raise, it, it's a red flag, but, um, but you know, if it's just an outlier and then there, there will be, again, others that will counter that and say, well, I didn't have that experience. So in that sense, I think, it, it, again, like self-policing, it can be a pretty good tool. Now, we have been referring a lot, haven't we, to the social media, digital media aspect of things, but influencer marketing isn't just in that sphere. Do you manage other aspects as well? Yes. So influencer marketing, it's it's become quite um, expansive. Um, there's, you know, there's side, for example, to influencer partnerships where, um, for example, if you're a fashion brand, you want to form, you know, exclusive collection with, um, with, you know, one influencer or a group of influencers, and you want them to, for example, design, you know, like six pieces and then sell them on your e-commerce site, that can be quite useful. Um, and then they can promote that line with their followers. So, um, yeah, it doesn't just it necessarily, you know, translate just to social media, but it can basically be, you know, it's like once upon a time where radio DJs, you know, influencers have become that. So there's sort of like your third party, you know, endorsement um, of the, of the brand. And they can also, you know, it doesn't obviously, you know, you know, like we mentioned earlier, just go to fashion. It can be, for example, also, you know, if you're a vitamins brand and you want to, you know, form a partnership with an influencer and they have a namesake brand under your brand, and then, you know, they can also sell um, your your product essentially on their uh, website, so on their blogs. And now it's obviously easy to do with all the online tools available, set up your own e-commerce shop. So influencers can, you know, they obviously make a commission from that. Hmm. And, um, and then they, you know, they will, you know, obviously advertise on their social media too, for, you know, for their followers to buy the product. So for example, like they could be, you know, vitamins, they could be, you know, like powders, like protein shakes, or some other, you know, superfoods. So yeah, it really translates, I think, into all different areas and, and how you form the partnerships, you can get very creative about it. Do you think in your experience, um, which is lengthy, um, people are relying too much on social media as the only form of influencer marketing? Because in my shorter experience, um, I find that people just think that that is marketing, whereas I, I, I personally still feel there's a place for traditional marketing, you know, press releases, podcasts, you know, television appearances. Right. Um, 
I, I do think, I think there's, you know, it's kind of, it, it's basically expanded. So where marketing is basically wherever eyeballs are, right? So for example, you know, when we worked with Procter & Gamble, they did, you know, Olay did this sort of show, this was pre-pandemic, um, a Broadway show where it was basically just, you know, a show about their products. And it was, you know, a, a sort of a comedy it was, it was quite funny. But um, yeah, you know, the audience showed up um, and, you know, there was basically a musical about Olay products um, and, you know, people loved it. Um, the tickets were sold out. So, but yeah, essentially wherever the eyeballs are, um, that's, you know, that is marketing. So social media obviously is a big part of that. Um, and then influencer marketing, it, like you said, it's not only you know, relevant to social media, for example, there's now, you know, Amazon also has Amazon lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's basically like QVC sort of what, what once was QVC. Um, but now it's, you know, for younger audience and on Amazon live, you see influencers that are hired by brands that are selling products, um, you know, and then the, the audience can shop from. So yeah, it's just, there's all kinds of, and podcasts are amazing. And I know a lot of millennials really tune into podcasts, um, you know, and yeah, it's all, it's, it's different basically channels, but in essence, you know, for every brand, it's important that you understand how, you know, your marketing comes together. So basically have an integrated approach. And that was just the greatest segue. <laughs> it was just great. It's like you could read what was going through my mind. So, so can you give us some tips to create a profitable influencer marketing campaign? Just some free giveaways for us sure so a profitable influencer marketing campaign i think it's really important um you know a lot of people will you know jump into this especially that are you know new to the industry and say well i'm just going to hire an intern or you know someone fresh out of college and the you know the fact is technology has developed so much it's you know it, it's really really con deep that you can you know it's no longer prudent to do that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, suggest working with a professional essentially, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to go out and, you know, hire, you know, a team right away, but, you know, even somebody that, you know, part-time um, an agency and limit their scope of work with, you know, what you're doing with them. So you start out small, it's okay. Um, but basically, you know, to, you know, get your feet wet, if you will, and then you can expand from there and, and obviously see what works for your business and what doesn't work. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think definitely a tip is work with professionals and set out a strategy that makes sense for your business and start out there and then see, you know, be very insistent on that's also important when you work with agencies on, on deliverables, what, you know, what are they delivering to you? You know, how many influencers and what kind of, you know, results to expect? What are some of your goals? Like, and, and that's okay. And you should set those up. Okay. So it's not actually as hard as it sounds. It's just being, strategic prepared and not afraid to hand over some of the control right right that's exactly right so you know obviously everyone has a lot on their plates and what they're handling so mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you know again and it's okay you, you will see you know start out small that's you know the, the point is to start somewhere and and you know start out small and see how it's working for you, whether, you know, you're working with a professional, whether you're working with an agency and, you know, have, you know, maybe start out with a few micro influencers and see how that's going, um, you know, start out with gifting. So, um, 
set out some sort of plan and start there. And then, you know, you can grow from there and you can adjust from there. I, I agree about the, the, the young ones, as we call them over here in, in Ireland. Um, they, they may be well informed, some of them even qualified because, you know, they would have left university with degrees and, and diplomas and all sorts. But there's not, they don't necessarily have the business ethos, the mindset um, from the get go. So I, I agree bringing those those types of people onto your team, but to sort of embrace them in educating them first before letting them loose on your platforms. Right, right. I think it's, yeah, it's about essentially, you know, one is, you know, nothing substitutes experience. No. And, the other, <laughs> and then the other part of it is also maturity, mm-hmm. obviously, because, you know, at the end of the day, they are marketing dollars. So you want to make sure they're wisely spent. And, you know, having an adult in the room makes all the difference. And not to mention, obviously, an adult with experience. So um, you need somebody who, or, you know, somebody, a person or an agency who's very well informed and who can present to you a variety of options in terms of, you know, what, you know, what's viable for your business and what's, again, what, what's, a, what's a smart strategy for your business. So to present a set of options and then, you know, you will choose what, you know, whatever is the most priority, for example, is it your priority to rank number one on Google or is your priority to grow a social media following because one of your, um, you know, distributors um, looks at that, for example, you know, Sephora or Walmart will look at the amount of followers you have or influencers that you're working with. So you need to, you know, you need to put basically what your priorities are or, you um, you know, is it, you know, is it content? Are you really dependent on, on, on great content? For example, the beauty industry is, is content reliant. Mm. So yeah, lay out your, you know, priorities and then talk with somebody and, and see what they, you know, their, their suggestions and where to start. Yeah, no, I like that. And the other thing is, is a lot of smaller businesses, although they may have goals, they don't have sales funnels. Right. Um, that really bothers me. Um, but and they don't really realize how important a sales funnel is. They know they have to get eyeballs, and then um, but it's, it's calls to action as well, isn't it? Right, right. That's exactly right. So I think you know, for example, and this is what again, like a professional or an agency, they they should know and they should be able to discuss with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now you're able to like. Uh, uh, you know, it can be your e-commerce site or it can even be your Instagram account. So on your Instagram account, you're able to set up your own shop. So now consumers can directly shop from Instagram. So if, you know, if you can grow your following and and you have somebody on your team um, who, you know, whether in-house or or outsource who can grow your following, you know, those now followers can, can become, you know, your, your buyers, your consumers. And so, and then all of a sudden you're every day in their, you know, feed when they open up your, their Instagram accounts, they can see you and and your product. So again, keeping in line with the smart strategy and you have to keep in mind, obviously, you know, anything that's, you know, done well, it takes time. Mm -hmm. So don't, you know, don't jump into this and hire one influencer and decide whether it's right or not for you. Um, So, you know, have patience, start small and then, you know, and then you know, grow basically as you see what's working for you. Yeah, no, I completely agree. These things just don't happen overnight. You, you need to um, sort of re-educate your audience and build on the audience you already have and then increase it. Um, right. So, yeah, that's very, very good tips. Thank you. 
Um, one thing that um, I wanted to ask you um, before we finish up was this this rise of patient and doctor influencers. I'd love to hear more about this. <laughs> yeah, this has been quite a fascinating field um, because, you know, when we started, there was basically like five influencers um, and they did like travel, lifestyle, which included fashion, included, you know, recipes. Um, so just a wide array of subjects. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone so far as to, you know, during the pandemic, you'd had basically a rise of doctor influencers. So if you go on YouTube, you will see different doctors who are, you know, giving obviously qualified and qualified to give medical advice, um, you know, and, and some of them, you know, do it quite in an entertaining way. So that's, you know, that's been great because there's been so much misinformation on the internet um, about, you know, different, you know, whether it's during the pandemic, you know, uh, you know, how to simple as wash your hands or hygiene and, you know, wearing masks and so forth to um, also patient influencers. So they're basically people who, you know, are letting in their, letting the followers in on their journey. Um, They're, you know, struggling with certain, you know, whether it's chronic illnesses or, um, or, you know, other health issues. So they're sharing their journeys. And and that's also also obviously become very powerful because, you know, people that are watching their, they're sympathetic, they can relate whether, you know, it's something that themselves are going through or their loved ones. Um, So that's obviously also been very informative. Um, And very confronting as well to share that kind of journey. Yeah, very confronting. And I think, you know, I think it's, it's been also rewarding on both ends, been rewarding for people to hear other people's experiences. It's sort of like support groups, virtual support groups. And, um, you know, if you scroll to the comment section, you see people who, you know, again, either their loved ones or their, you know, or their friends or, you know, they themselves have gone through a certain journey, and they find a lot of comfort there, or other people who are just, you know, fans of, you know, like, you know, they deem them very, you know, courageous for having come out and share this difficult journey. So yeah, it's been, you know, it, it's been, it, I think, it, the field has changed a lot, to say the least, again, it started from beauty tutorials to, you know, like politics and, and addressing heavy duty you know, illnesses and, you know, chronic diseases. Um, And then as well, like doctors coming in and, you know, making certain like whether, you know, there was there's a a doctor on Instagram during the pandemic exploded. And he was basically like he plays the piano and he sings and then he had other, you know, doctors kind of come in and he was essentially featured on ABC. But um, yeah, and people have, you know, obviously during the pandemic found it. found it very helpful um, and comforting. So to know who's obviously like, you know, who's working, you know, in the front lines. Um, so yeah, it, it's been, um, it's, it's, it's been quite fascinating. Basically, whatever you're looking for, it's out there, whatever industry, whatever niche you're, you know, you're specializing, it's there. So um, I would say, you know, whoever you're working with, make sure that, you know, they, you know, they know what they're doing, and, and they won't be afraid, you know, getting whether it's an agency or a person um, to roll up their sleeves and, and really know the industry and, and dig deep. Because again, there's so much in every industry um, mm-hmm. that that's available out there. And it's available to anybody business of any size, um, at any stage. Um, so yeah, it's at your fingertips. 
And you don't have to be particularly talented like this doctor apparently was or particularly attractive or even quirky. You just need to be good at what you do. Yes, that's exactly right. I think, you know, with influencers and that's sort of been like a breath of fresh air is this was more relatable because where, you know, the mainstream media went was sort of in this direction where, you know, people couldn't relate to others who were spending, you know, thousands of dollars, even millions of dollars on, you know, plastic surgery or skincare is just normal people that that wasn't, you know, part of their everyday life. So it was sort of like prettier version of everyday. And, um, and it it was, you know, still entertaining. Um, And I think people really, it was something to, yeah, to, entertain yourself with and also find some sort of, you know, escapism and, and inspiration within. Actually, um, just one last question before we finish up. Um, you've been in this industry for a few years now. So um, have you found authenticity has actually been better for selling these days and doing the old Insta life? Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, we've been like now nearly a decade, which is interesting um, to think of this field um, and and how old it is. Um, but um, yeah, I think authenticity actually is is yeah goes a very long way. So you know, even this content that's not you know extremely edited. Um, goes viral essentially because you know people again it's relatable and people can really see themselves and it's digestible um in it and it's sort of you know it's become fun content where during the day you're you know everyone's taking a break and looking at their phones um and 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 you find this content that you know that that's either you know funny or it's informational or inspirational so yeah, I think it's become it's become fascinating because essentially influencers have become like mini production houses, um, yeah. and you know, you know, obviously you have like Warner Brothers, and you know, you have other large studios, and they're basically doing everything on their own. Maybe they probably have like one other person who's a photographer or videography working with them, but they're you know producing all this content on their own. So you can certainly gain the appreciation and you can see obviously the low cost production, but nonetheless, it's still extremely entertaining and very genuine. Cool. No, thank you. I I just thought I'd ask. Um, So Elmer, please tell us how we can learn more about yourself and your business. Where do we look? Yeah, so absolutely. So you can, you know, look on our website. So it's amraandelma.com. And I'm sure, Melanie, you you will put, you know, uh, down so, you know, people can click on it as well. So there's, again, amraandelma.com. And, you know, our emails right on the website, you can get in touch with us. Um, Our services are there. And, um, you know, our case studies portfolio. So yeah, take a look. And uh, yeah, and our press as well. And, and hopefully you can learn something from it too. Well, it was fantastic that you gave us an, an insight on what difference digital um, you know, influencer marketing can have. And uh, there was, the tips were really helpful as well. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Elma. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. It was a great conversation for me too. <laughs> well, that's all for now, but we'll be back very soon with another podcast. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on 
Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish tech news. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish tech news dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish tech news.